Hello and welcome to the Get Transformed podcast of Transformation Christian Fellowship. We are so excited that you are tuning in, and hope that you would be empowered and transformed by the Word of God. Soul says amen. Amen. Let's go on to the Word. Really briefly, won't be long, real brief. Psalm 23, uh, verse 4. I never say this is a familiar passage, but we'll see. but most people know Psalm 23. Even people who are not saved know what Psalm 23 is. But um, but let's read verse 4 right here, and it says, Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. Amen. Last week, we're in a series called The Uniqueness of Christ. And uh, last week, we're, this is inspired by a devotional written by Barry Chant called uh, The Uniqueness of Christ, all right? And um, last week, we talked about how Jesus is unique in his power. If you, weren't, if you were not here, go watch that. Um, that's online on all of our channels and everything like that, amen? Uh, but today, I want to get straight into it. I want to talk about how Jesus is unique in his presence, He's unique in his presence. When we look at the word presence, ladies and gentlemen, it's defined as an influence or a supernatural or divine spirit uh, felt to be present or a person's manner or appearance. When we talk about Jesus being unique among any other gods or being better than the rest, ladies and gentlemen, we are referring to how there had been, there has never been in humanity or human history no one like Jesus. It is proven. There's been no one like him. There's been people that come and say that they had a final revelation from God, but there's only one real one, and his name is Christ. Jesus the Christ, ladies and gentlemen, his presence was infectious. People from all over would come and want to see him. Jesus, ladies and gentlemen, he wasn't like any ordinary man because he, like I told you in the first installment of this message series, he was God. he is God and man. He's fully God, and he's also fully man. And because, he, because he's God in the flesh, ladies and gentlemen, uh, there was something that was unique, unique about his presence, whereas though people couldn't stay away from him. They had to know what was going on. Ladies and gentlemen, there was many people that were around Jesus. If we go to John 6, verse 1 through 2, it would tell us after these things, Jesus went over to the sea, over the sea of Galilee, which is the sea of Tiberias. And in verse 2, it says, then a great multitude followed him because they saw his signs, which he performed on those who were diseased. Ladies and gentlemen, a great multitude would come around Jesus. Great multitudes, large and small. Matter of fact, there was one time where Jesus was in a house and it was the house was packed. I mean, people were sitting or standing on top of each other. It was standing room only, ladies and gentlemen. And they, there was these, these friends who had a, another friend uh, who was bid written and they had him on the bid and they cut out. Let me, let me tell you something. They, people came to see Jesus so bad that they cut out a roof of a house. I would be so offended. I know, I know you like Jesus and all, but you ain't going to mess up my house. I don't know if they had insurance in that day or not. But in that moment, ladies and gentlemen, I understand he need healing, but that's my roof. Amen. You know, so they was like, if I can't get in there, 
we going over. And so they cut out a hole in the middle of the roof and they lowered the bed down to where Jesus is. I could only imagine if I was there. I was like, I cannot believe them. Can you, did you see that? They literally lowered that man down. Ladies and gentlemen, Jesus had a great multitude around him. But just because he had a great multitude, ladies and gentlemen, I want to also help you understand something. <clears throat> just because you may have a great multitude of people that may be around you don't mean that everybody are believers. Ladies and gentlemen, you got to realize, even in your friend circles and groups and what we can learn about Jesus, everybody that's around you don't mean that they really for you. They like what Jesus did. It was entertaining for some, but they didn't actually like him or put their faith in him. You had those ladies and gentlemen who were followers of Jesus. There were more than 12 disciples. There were more than that. Jesus attracted small and large crowds, believers who were captivated by what he was saying and what he was doing and by what he was saying and what he was doing and the manner, his presence, the manner in which he carried himself, they put their faith in him. But then there was others, ladies and gentlemen, who were skeptics. They had high level of skepticism. Wondering about they heard about him, but their but but what they heard fueled their curiosity, and out of their curiosity, skepticism was formed that if he was really who he said he is. So you had skeptics, ladies and gentlemen. Not only that, but you had a religious crowd, the Pharisees, the Sadducees. You had them around too. You had them around of what was going on. And so you realize this, ladies and gentlemen, that all of this is happening within the crowd. A great multitude because his presence was infectious. What does this say to us today, ladies and gentlemen, is that because he was so unique, it, got, it, it garnered or, or, or it captivated or attracted people to him. And when you attract, are able to galvanize people and attract people, you become a threat. And they were threatened by his presence. They were threatened by his presence. So because of that, they formed things to try to set him up, to try to trip him up, stumble him, all of those things. But why is Jesus' presence so unique? Why is he just, he could be just like any, why is it so unique? Because number one, I want to help you understand something, that Jesus was God with us on the earth. Hey TCF family, it's Elder Bloomy, and I would like to invite you guys out to join us on November 12th for our Momentum Sunday. We are asking that everybody contribute at least $78 or more, whatever the Lord places on your heart to give, towards our $20,000 year-end offering. This will help us with our current initiatives and our future initiatives that we have coming up. Please don't forget, join us on November 12th for Momentum Sunday. And remember, transformation starts Jesus, ladies and gentlemen, if he was just a man, they wouldn't get, he wouldn't gather that type of uh, 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 attention. But when people were in the presence of Jesus, they felt like they were among a deity. They felt like this person must be above this world. Matter of fact, can I help you understand something? If you look at Jesus, ladies and gentlemen, and when he was hanging on the cross, even the Roman soldier said, this man might be the Christ. We hung this man because how his presence, the manner in which he was on the cross, how can a man forgive sin while people who put him there when he did nothing wrong? 
He's telling Father, forgive them because they don't know what they're doing. Ah, because of a presence. How can a man hang on the cross, ladies and gentlemen, and say, hey, you be with me in paradise. Ladies and gentlemen, that floored some people like, nah, this man is different. He's unique. Because even while dying on the cross, they could feel the presence of a mighty God hanging there for them. Because he is God with us on the earth. I always quote John chapter 1 verse 14 that, 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 he, that the word became flesh and dwelt among us. That means God took on flesh, ladies and gentlemen, and he dwelt among the people of the earth at that time period. If we go down to 1 Timothy chapter 3, verse 16, it will read this, that and without controversy, great is the mystery of godliness because God was manifested in the flesh. Who is he manifested? It's Jesus manifested in the flesh. He was justified in the spirit. So everything he did was justified by the spirit of God. He was seen by angels, preached among the Gentiles, believed on in the world, and received up in glory. Jesus manifested in flesh, justified in the spirit, was seen by angels. Ladies and gentlemen, he is the real deal. He's the real deal. He was God. He is God with us. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm reminded about this. His presence was so infectious and he felt like they were among a, 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 a God himself uh, because when Jesus rose from the dead and he was walking behind these two men, ladies and gentlemen, and they, they, they were talking about, man, there was this man and he died and all of that stuff. Like, you didn't hear about that in town? And Jesus was like, tell me more. They didn't realize that they was really talking to him. And so, and so as they were talking, Jesus started talking with them and what they realized is this ladies and gentlemen what they realized was this wait a minute this is him and when he left them it was like don't did our hearts not burn because when you are in the presence of the almighty God it leaves you in awe (laughs) it leaves you speechless because he's God with us When we look at the Psalm 23, ladies and gentlemen, Psalm 23 is nothing more than a foreshadow of who Jesus is. It's a foreshadow of Jesus that he is the good shepherd, which he claimed to be in the New Testament. David was speaking, ladies and gentlemen, of of Jesus. When you see the Y capitalizing you, it's referring to Jesus. He says, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. Ladies and gentlemen, he is God with us. When they pronounced his name, he said he shall be called Emmanuel. God with us. Say to yourself and say, God is with me. Ah, say it one more time. Say, God is with me. Because you have to realize, ladies and gentlemen, though you may not feel his presence at times, doesn't mean that he's not present. He's still God with you, even if he's silent. He's still God with you, even though he didn't move in the way that you thought he would move. He's not against you just because a situation did not go your way. Ladies and gentlemen, he's God with you. And he's God with you to the point that if I bring you in the valley, you will fear no evil. For I am with you. Hallelujah. You can walk through a valley and don't feel like you are going to get hurt, even though it looks like it and appears like it. Because God is with you, you shall not fear. Listen, God is with me. 
God with us on the earth. He was with us. He, he was with the disciples. They asked him, why do your disciples not fast? He said, what they got to fast for? I'm here. I'm with them. They don't need of it. But there's going to be a time that's coming that they are. So help you understand that his presence is unique because he's God. Hallelujah. That's what makes his presence so unique because he is God. Hallelujah. He's just not a little regular man. He ain't, it don't matter about no president of the United States or any of that stuff. They just ain't as unique as Jesus. I'm standing in front of God. God himself in front of me. I am beholding the glory of the ancient of days. I'm beholding the glory of the uncreated creator right in front of me. He's God. That's what makes his presence unique. He ain't just like a regular, he ain't just a prophet. He ain't just just a regular rabbi. He's God. He's God unfolding scripture unto them. He's God, ladies and gentlemen, giving them parables and telling them the way of the kingdom. He's God with us. He's God. Second thing, ladies and gentlemen, you must understand is that Christ is not only just, uh, 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 Christ is now permanently with us, by his Holy Spirit. So at the time, let me tell you something. Jesus had limitations while on the earth, meaning that he could not be omnipresent because he was in his human body. Jesus says, it is to your benefit that I go away. Jesus said, I'm going away to prepare a place for you. He said, I'm going away. In my father's house are many mansions. He said, I wouldn't have told you this if it was not so. And he tells them it's to their benefit that I go away because I'm going to give you another one. Ladies and gentlemen, when you look at the Greek word for another, it's not saying something different of a different kind. No, he said, I'm giving you the same of the same kind. What does that mean? That our Holy Spirit is not different from God the Father or God the Son. No, he is God also, but now he can dwell in those who are unsaved, those who have regenerated and given their lives to Christ. Meaning that not only is God with us, but he's, he's God in us. His presence, ladies and gentlemen, is now can be felt in us. Why do I talking about before you, ladies and gentlemen, are the temple of God? That means that we're not talking about this temple here. We talking about this earthly suit. And that now, ladies and gentlemen, your his spirit can now be imparted in you. Not only is his presence with us, but you carry his presence in you. Are you hearing me? And his presence is also what makes you unique. Because <laughs> I carry the glory in me. Ah, but we beheld, oh my God, the glory of the Lord as is a mirror. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, I am a mirror of the glory of God because he is in me. Ladies and gentlemen, when you have the Holy Spirit, he's among us to make the presence of Jesus, oh my God, uh, uniquely real to us. The Holy Spirit is what makes him real to us. And without the Holy Spirit, you would not even come to salvation. It is the work of the Spirit of God to convict man to come to Christ. It is the Spirit of, oh my God, the Spirit of God that opens our eyes up to the reality of who Jesus is. You would not come to him unless your eyes have been open by the spirit of God 
No man comes unto the Father unless the Spirit draws them, ladies and gentlemen. And as the Spirit of God has drawn you, when you see that he draws you, then you can see the uniqueness of his presence. That, oh my God, this is different from any weed I've ever spoken. It's different from any drug I've ever taken. This is different. This is a different type of heart that I've ever experienced because his presence, ladies and gentlemen, is way bigger than whatever you can conjure up. It's a difference. Hallelujah. You know, people who are struggling here and they try to chase the same high that they got the first time over and over. And as they say, it's never like the first time. Oh, but with Jesus, it's sweeter than the day before. Oh, my God, because his presence is unique. I don't care what you lace it up with. I don't care if you know how to mix it like the best of them. The reality of the matter is it ain't nothing sweeter than Christ. I ain't scared of you. You hear what I say? I don't care what you do. You will always chase something. Because what, this, what, what makes him so unique is when you really see Christ for yourself, then you realize I don't got to run no more. <laughs> when you really see Jesus glorified, it's hard for you to stay in the same state. Why? Because it's something different about this. Ladies and gentlemen, when Paul, when Saul, when Paul formerly known as Saul, and Acts chapter 9 was on the road to Damascus, a road of Damascus, ladies and gentlemen. Jesus knocked him off where he was. And the glory of the Lord was revealed to him. Jesus revealed himself to Paul and told him, formerly known as Saul, and told him, why are you persecuting me? Why are you kicking against the goals? Some of you, ladies and gentlemen, the glory of God is trying to meet you and you kicking against it. You kicking against what he wants to do in your life. You kicking against your wholeness. You kicking against your healing. You're kicking against what, oh my God, the, the fullness. He said, I came that you may have life and have it more abundantly. I came to kid. Why are you kicking? Well, oh my God, why are you kicking against the healing and you depressed? Why are you kicking against the healing and you are suffering with anxiety? What are you kicking for? Because what you're kicking against is here to help. Ladies and gentlemen, his presence, ladies and gentlemen, can eradicate the very things that you may be facing in your life. But not only just eradicate, ladies and gentlemen, but it also helps you to not cope, but to actually face it head on. That's the presence of God. The reason why he didn't leave us with a, uh, leave us alone is because he was trying to, he gave us the spirit to help us fight and deal with life. Some of you ladies and gentlemen, you are so afraid of life. Life is going to come. You can't hide from it or you can, but guess what? You'll never go anywhere. You'll never do anything. You'll say that you will constantly talk about your trauma and not realize, ladies and gentlemen, that your trauma can be dealt with if you choose to deal with it by the spirit of God. Where the presence of God is, there is liberty. Ah, 
I said where the presence of God is, there is liberty. I'm not talking about just this sanctuary. Point to yourself and say there's a liberty here because the spirit of God dwells in me. He's in me, so there got to be freedom somewhere. Hallelujah. <laughs> oh, what I got to be bound for if the spirit of God lives in me? Why I got to live chained up if the spirit of God lives in me? If the house is this house, ladies and gentlemen, is the house of where the spirit of God is, then why am I living bound? His presence came to set me. Hallelujah. I'm reminded of what the scripture says. Hallelujah. That the spirit of God came to set us. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, he's God with us, his presence. Ladies and gentlemen, knowing that his presence is around helps you and knowing that his presence is in you. It's, it's an empowerment for us. Ladies and gentlemen, it's encouraging for us. It gives us solace. It gives us a level of comfort. It gives us a level of peace when we're going through what we're going through. Why? Because ladies and gentlemen, I know I'm not out here by myself. The reality of the matter is, is he said it in his word, lo, I'll be with you until the very end of the age. How can he do that? It's by the spirit of God. How else can he fulfill that promise? unless the spirit of God be poured out on man <laughs> for you are with me your rod and your staff they come from me what is that that's through the spirit of God yeah. hallelujah conviction is a part of the rod ladies and gentlemen to bring you back in hallelujah the spirit comforts us in our place of mourning it's the spirit of Christ at work in you. Ladies and gentlemen, some of us are living below our mean because you're not living in the way that you should be because the spirit of God is in you. You're living below what your standard is, choosing anything to come alongside of you. Why do that when the presence of God is in you? Help me in here this morning. He is God with us and he's God in us. Ladies and gentlemen, let me help you understand something. If you realize how great the presence of God is, you'll do anything for it. Ladies and gentlemen, when you are tired of being tired and you've tried everything you possibly could. See, the problem I have with this generation is you try everything you possibly could and you still keep trying. Because you don't want to face reality that this man is the real deal. Ladies and gentlemen, gentlemen, there was a woman struggling with the issue of blood for over 12 some years. And if you're a woman in this room, you know what that is. You know that friend. Her friend never stopped. It kept going, going. She saw every doctor she could. Nothing happened. Woman like, oh my God, oh, oh Jesus. Help me, Holy Ghost. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, it is kept on free flowing, and she was considered unclean. And she said, I heard of a man coming in town. And she, the Bible said that she made up within herself that it don't matter if I look unclean to others, I'm coming to get what I need. Because there's something about him that is unique among the rest. And so even with her unclean, and even with 
unfair looking people looking at her like she's unclean. She came. See, y'all let people stop you from getting to Christ. Those people don't got no heaven and they don't got no hell to put you in. And you ain't about to stop my blessing because of your own bias and your own judgmental state. I'm coming to Jesus for myself. If you let people get in the way from you getting to Jesus, you fragile. You need to get past all the rest and say, I'm coming to get what you need. You may look at me unclean, but you were unclean at one time. You ain't come out the womb saved. You didn't come out the womb speaking in tongues. You are a wretch just like I was. Shout hallelujah. But you met a man named Jesus and he set you free. You can take your judgmental self and you know what to do with it. Somebody say amen. How are you hearing what I say to you? You don't let people get in the way. His presence is there. Get to him. And in that moment, she touched him. And there was a group of people there, but he felt virtue come out of his body from that touch because of her desperation. She said, if I could just get in the presence of Jesus, I know I could be made whole. And this is why you know this is because she turned around to her. Your faith has made you whole. Hallelujah. Her faith made her whole. Ladies and gentlemen, it takes faith to believe. Something in her said, I got to get to got to get to him because his presence is what makes the difference ladies and gentlemen if Jesus presence was not in this room this would mean nothing this ain't nothing more than just a little community circle you sing your little happy songs and you go home the same way no transformation there if Jesus is not here all of this is in vain the, part, the point is, is to get you to see Jesus. People are focused on man. You focus on people singing and all of that stuff. That's great, but nobody cares. Why? I didn't save your soul. I can't even make you whole. I got to point you to the one that can get you through the valley of the shadow of death. I got to get you to the one who's rod and staff, they going to comfort you. I got to get you to him. Yeah. Old Pastor Brandon, he can come again and give you some comforting words and all, but I ain't there than you in the night. <laughs> or when you feel in there, you dealing with grief, hits you randomly. I'm not there. My name does you nothing. It don't give you access to the heavenly realm. <laughs> Only the name of Jesus. Wherever the presence of Jesus is, that's where liberty will be found. <laughs> Last thing and I'm done. We're getting out of here. We got food in the back. We about to celebrate. I'm finished. Third, Jesus will be visibly and powerfully present at his second coming. You know, we don't, we don't talk about this aspect of things because what I've noticed in the last few days is everyone loves earth way too much. You'll catch that revelation in a second. (laughs) 
You live like there is not a expectation. <laughs> you live like this is the best. <laughs> this is it. Oh, it's not getting any better than this. Oh, then your expectation is low. Hallelujah. Your expectation is low. You don't really realize, ladies and gentlemen, that there's a bigger thing than this. We're, ladies and gentlemen, we're only here for now. But there's a time that's coming. I don't know when it will be. Jesus said, my time is like a thief in the night. He said, no man will know it. You won't know the hour, nor will you know the time. I'll come like a thief. How it's unexpected. His arrival is unexpected. People have been saying this for years, centuries. Ladies and gentlemen, just because people have been saying it don't mean that it ain't true. Just because it's not, not happened yet does not mean that it's not true. Ladies and gentlemen, you see what's going on in Israel and Palestine and all of those types of things, and you think, ladies and gentlemen, well, there's been wars prior to that. Of course. But ladies and gentlemen, if you notice, one of the signs of the end that is not the end means that you won't be able to tell the seasons. You won't be able to tell the days. Ladies and gentlemen, look how fast time is moving in front of you. It's not by happenstance. Why is technology evolving so fast like it is? Because, ladies and gentlemen, technology, ladies and gentlemen, it has to play fast because it was the same thing around the time when Jesus came the first time. That technology had to evolve for a point. Because crucifixion wasn't a thing when God announced it in Genesis. But he knows the end from the beginning. And the Bible says in the fullness of time, Christ came. Same thing is going to happen again in the fullness of time. The uniqueness of his presence is going to be to the eye. Every man will see him. <laughs> this ain't fictitious. Every eye is going to see him. Ladies and gentlemen, I live with an expectation. I, like, I live on that earth with an expectation, but I also live with a future hope. A future hope when he will reappear in power and glory on earth to establish his kingdom. Ladies and gentlemen, his presence is going to be so unique that every man will see him when he rides down on that cloud. They're going to know that God himself showed up. But not only, not only that, but when he comes to get us. Oh, I heard. A voice, or a sound, rather, of an archangel. <laughs> those who were dead in Christ shall rise first. And those that remain shall be caught up to see him in the air. And we will know him. Ladies and gentlemen, what makes heaven heaven? Heaven would be nothing if his presence is not there. Means nothing. Heaven would be equivalent to earth if there's no presence of the mighty God. What makes me want to go to heaven because there's no tears there? That's great. What makes me want to go to heaven is because there's gold, streets, paved the gold, a nice little mansion. That's nice. 
What makes me go to heaven is those that were family members that I know who died in Christ, that they're going to be there. That's nice. Uh, that's cool. But it don't mean nothing if I get there and he not there. Because his presence is what makes it be that no, there's no tears in my eyes. His presence makes him be that I don't have any mourning in my heart. His presence would bring the joy that I've been looking for. Why? Because I've seen him face to face. I've seen him with my own eyes. And when you see it, lay your eyes on him. Everything from then to now, all of it makes sense. Because you saw him face to face and I don't know about you if I go home tonight I know that tonight if I go home I know that I'll see him face to face ladies and gentlemen I'll see him yeah I'll see my grandmother that's great yeah I'll see all of them that went before that's great but if I don't see Jesus it makes no sense I just want to see him I just want to see the look upon his face I just want to see him. Ladies and gentlemen, that's what is this, this is what it's all about. I live in a manner here so that I can see him face the face. I know you, you're saying, oh, but I need all of this stuff down here first. I need to get this and that and da 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 da. That's nice. You'll get it. That's nice. But it'll die with you. It'll go on to somebody. It'll go into your estate. That's nice. Ladies and gentlemen, here's the reality. You nothing more, just a, your life is as a vapor. Here one minute, gone the next. Eternity is a lot longer. And I'd rather be seated in the presence of Jesus than to be in the presence of torment. All of my life. Let me help you something. You've been tormented here too long. Why you want to go for further your torment? Uh, think about it. You've been in torment and anxiety, anxiousness all this time, and you want to, and you want to keep on experiencing that. Take the, take, take that. What is life for that? That you prepared. You knew how to live in torment here, and you just carried it on in eternity in hell. Isn't that great? Uh, what a life well lived. I need you to think about that. That's why Jesus is unique. That's why his presence is unique. Because wherever the presence of God is, freedom and fullness of joy. And if I can sit there and see him. And so what do you do now? Live in the presence of God that's what you do live in your uniqueness because he is what makes you unique why because as I live in him in him I live and move and have my being all of what I am is wrapped up in who God intended for me to be in the very first place and when I live like that then people will notice your uniqueness People don't really, you can change hair, all of that stuff like that, get your hair cut, lose a little bit of weight. That's nice. People will notice that.
but it's more so important if people can notice the difference about you by how your manner, your presence is. I want to be able to come into a room and people can tell that this man, I don't know, but he's a faith-believing man. I want to leave a pre- I want to leave the room knowing that I have a lasting impact there. I want to be able to come into the presence of, of chaotic situations and know that it has to stop because Christ in me. That makes the difference. Stand to your feet. I'm finished. That's what makes you different. You ain't different because of anything else other than what Jesus has you to be. And if you live like that, I'm telling you, people will notice. And you don't got to try hard neither. You don't got to be nothing that you're not. You just got to become what you're supposed to be. And that's in Christ. Lord God, I pray over your people this morning, God, that they won't shy away from your presence. And I hear it is too, but Lord, I pray right now your people won't run from your presence. That we will understand our victory is found in the presence of God. That our refuge is found in you today. That God, all that we need is found in being in your presence and living in the presence. God, I just thank you right now for this moment, oh God, that you would seal this word in your people's hearts today. That they will leave out change knowing the future hope and glory in front of them. And God, we just give your name praise, oh God. Knowing, oh God, that you are already doing a work in front of them. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. If you're not saved in this room, it would be a danger to leave here and not know who Jesus is. It would be a danger for you to leave the sound of my voice because on this day, what the, what's the day? October 22nd at 1216, God will tell you, you were at TCF. And that man, Pastor Brandon, put out that altar call. You will never be able to tell him, oh, nobody told me. Because guess what? The mercy of God led you here. And because of that, you got a decision to make. No one's here to force you. God is still going to be God with or without you. The reality is he came to save you. And uh, that's your choice to believe. God didn't make us as no robots. He decided love is not love without a choice. And so, ladies and gentlemen, those of you watching online, those of you who are in person, I give you Jesus. He died on the cross. He was buried and he rose again and he ascended to the right hand of the Father just for you. And so in this moment, I want to give you the opportunity to know him. If you want to rededicate your life back to Christ, you can rededicate your life back to Christ today. It's available for you. It's available for you. If you need a church home today, I would love to be your pastor. I would not leave out of here homeless. If you feel like God is calling you here and this is where you're supposed to be, do not leave out of here without making the commitment today. I'm partnering with this church called TCF. I'm partnering with this community. But more importantly, I want you to make sure that you know who Christ is today. So with every head bowed, every eye closed, those of you watching online, those of you in person, I want us all to pray this together so no one feels left out. So no one, because this is a tough decision for some. Say, Lord Jesus, I repent of my sin. I ask you today 
to become my Lord and Savior. I acknowledge you died on the cross, you were buried, and you, and you rose again, and you ascended to the right hand of the Father just for me. Today, I will not live without you another second. In Jesus' name, amen. If you said that prayer for the very first time, you hit that connection card. We'll show you the way of salvation. You online, you text that number. In Jesus' name, hallelujah. It's offering time in the house of God today. Let us see you lifted up like never before. Let us see you, Jesus. Let us see you lifted up like never before. Let us see you. Let us see Thanks for listening to the Get Transformed podcast. We hope that you would subscribe so you can continue to be empowered by the latest message. For more information about Transformation Christian Fellowship or Pastor Brandon Hill, visit our website, transformationchristianfellowship.org, or download our free mobile app on the App Store or Google Play Store. If you would like to support this ministry, simply text TCF1 to the number 94000 or visit our website. We thank you for your generosity and for listening to the Get Transformed podcast. And remember, Transformation starts here.